Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Our favorite time of the week. High school sweethearts turned married couple with two kids. Join us for a conversation on life, parenting, marriage, and more. Welcome to Close Enough. Hey. Hello, everybody. Hello. Back at you this week. Close enough. We missed you. Do you think the people think about us as much as we think about them? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I, I I think you honestly forget we have a podcast during the week. That is not true. I do not forget. I even created a Google Keep document to start writing down my ideas. But did you share the podcast this week? No further questions. <laughs> I played the fifth. One, two, three, four, five, fifth. No further questions. I asked you for the link. I did give you the link. I know it. <laughs> I didn't make it that far. <sighs> oh. I try. I fail. I try. I fail. It's just a theme of my life. Failure. That's okay. I told Abby before the podcast starts, I want to, after we go on vacation, so we'll talk about our vacation. Vacay. Because we're going to do two podcasts within a week. Because we got to get one done before we leave. Oh, we're not packing all this up and taking this show on the road? No. Beach Vacation Abbey would be a fun podcast. You're an overpacker as it is. so I don't even know what that means. That I'm not an overpacker. I pack plenty. You do the exact, that's what I mean. I pack perfectly. Okay. Fair enough. You wouldn't even know what we needed. I guarantee wherever we went, there would be stuff that we needed there if we were to need it. Do you want to go buy it, though? That's the saying. If if we forgot it and needed it. Sure, but. Um, what's what's something you went on a trip and forgot? I didn't forget it, but my most notorious story was um, over the holiday weekend. Um, I flew to Texas to visit my friend Haley. Shout out Haley. And so girl. They lost my luggage. I was I was gone too. You were gone as well. And um I had packed like so I like went down wearing like this one pair of like white capri pants and this blue tank top. That's all I had. And my backpack, you know, just had like no, didn't pack underwear, nothing. So we had to go to Walmart and buy some essentials, but like, this is, it was this teeny tiny Walmart. This is at a time, like, I'm not, I'm definitely not, like, my biggest Abby size, but still, I'm not a buy-off-the-rack kind of girl. Right. So, there wasn't much to, to choose from. It was awful, but I was so tore up because in this bag were a pair of my game shorts from MSU that I could still wear at the time, and I wore them all the time, and I was distraught that these were going to be lost forever and like I couldn't get an answer as to where my stuff was so I had to go the entire week I'm like hey guys what are we wearing tonight I've got my white capris so uh <laughs> anybody got anything to match some white capris I feel like that's a common story about luggage getting misplaced and stuff and I don't know how that happens I was furious I, I was mean I've never worked at an airport furious um yeah I just it, out of all the trouble of like putting your name on stuff, I'm sure mistakes happen. But like, how, where, when? Because um, the flight was on time and everything. But that was frustrating. But I learned my lesson there. And when you fly, either don't check your stuff or in what you're not checking, your carry on always pack what you need, a little, a little something, a little extra something. But yeah, that was super frustrating. Valuable life lessons from close enough. Um, I don't know that I've forgotten. You forgot your medicine when you went to New Hampshire, and I had to... Yeah, I had to pay 29 cents at the local pharmacy in Laconia, New Hampshire. Because I, like, went balls to the wall and, like, was calling Laconia 
Because I knew you wouldn't do it at uh, all. There was no chance I was going to die. That's bullshit. And. Who's to say I even took the medicine? <sighs> what is kidding. wrong with you? I took it. Why are you the way that you are? I don't know. I probably need therapy. <laughs> but you might need therapy too. We all do. And we're the, we're the people to go to right now because if you want 20% off your first week's consultation, whether it be individual therapy, couples therapy, we got you. OnlineTherapy.com is so much more than live sessions and messaging. It's a complete happiness toolbox. You can get matched with a qualified therapist within a minute. And they're here to help you with whatever your problem needs. You know, they've got, whether it be for problems like your needs. This is problems. Oh, sorry. Um, Pardon me. But they have (laughs) uh, stuff about anxiety, depression, weight loss, couples therapy. You name it, it's got it. It is a complete toolbox. Unlike any other online therapy sites, you get all the tools you need to be happier now and in the future. It's the program's based on proven, well-researched treatments drawn from CBT. I don't know what that means. Cognitive behavior therapy. That's right. I mean, I assume that's right, but it makes sense. Uh, our therapists are highly qualified with a wide range of credentials. Your therapists are here for you whenever needed, Monday through Friday. You pay much less than you would with a face-to-face therapist. Everything's anonymous and private. Everything is secure and confidential, and it's accessible and time-saving. You don't have to drive anywhere. You can do it from your phone. Click the link in our show notes here and in the bio or wherever you see us on social media, or if you just want to hit us up, we'll give you the link to get 20% off to get you started right now with OnlineTherapy.com. There you go. I have my first therapy session tomorrow. Are you nervous? Is it it's going to be telehealth? Yes, my the first one's telehealth. Okay. I got the first available, which it, I'll be going in person as well, but the, the first available happened to be on a Monday, and the therapist only does telehealth on Mondays. That works. So, That's great. I'll fill you all in on the whole process. We'll destigmatize CBT. I'm proud of us. If we need a little CBD. (laughs) (laughs) They're OPP. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, we hope everybody had a good, what? I said tomorrow will be very. um, Introductory. Yeah, it won't be much. Like, so what's wrong with you? That's not how that goes. That's how. My church therapy will be when I start church my therapy. church. Okay, good. All right, there. So, we go. what brings you? In, what what brings you in today? What brings whether you it be in a today? that works in so many like a barber shop. I was going to say that sounds like do you, you need a haircut? Yeah. Are you here to get your tires rotated? You need new pants, whatever it is. What are you in here for today? What are you in here for. And if you're listening, what are you in here for today? What are you looking for out of this podcast? I don't know. Let us know. I'm not talking to you. I'm just saying I don't know. You're sitting in your little reclining chair. I am. Relaxed Abby. Relaxed Abby. Yeah. She was not relaxed earlier. We are. <clears throat> so we wake up Saturday and it hits us. We're going on vacation in a week. Now, to all you uber organized, like list makers, been prepared, know exactly what you're going to do every hour of every day that you're going to be gone, salute. But who hurt you when you're growing up? We have not done a full family vacay in four years. Right, we have... And we've not done a full Harlan... Well, we had a weekend trip somewhere. Like, it was literally like an overnight trip. Yeah, this is his first extended stay away from home. Like, we we took a... We went to Universal Studios in 2019. Yeah. For a week. We didn't take Harlan. Right. He's a baby. And because that was such a... I don't know how to say this. Like, concentrated trip, like... You knew what you were doing every single day. Like we didn't have to worry about it. Like we, yeah, knew like we, we knew eat. where we were going. Now, once we right. got there, it was a the sky's the like, limit. But pack a bathing suit, clothes to stay, you know, cool all day, and some good walking shoes because that's yeah. what that's all you were doing yeah, the that's entire all you time. Um, but even though going to the beach, like it's going to be really simple packing because we don't plan on doing much else. Like going out. Um, I don't. Know I tried to sneak in a theme park, but. My thoughts, I didn't want to be selfish. 
I wasn't opposed to it because they were animals. <laughs> right. I just, I didn't But know. I didn't want to take a, a day away from the beach. Right. Uh, there's a bug. I'm looking oh. at a bug crawling. I just <laughs> want to make sure it wasn't coming close to me. I was keeping a close eye on it. Um, <laughs> I was not opposed to that at all. I do think we need to do some sort of like, lack of a better word, like an excursion or something, or I, I'm down to like go seek out. There's a bunch of aquariums nearby. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Because I think Harlan would enjoy animals. I mean, how we could take him to a park and he'd be There is excited. a park on the, on the ocean or yeah. on the beach. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, we're trying to keep this pretty low key in terms of, um, like you you want a beach, yeah, then that's where we're going. I'm going to get tan (laughs) and I just want to try as like, I was like, I I said, I love you. Just remember that. Oh God. I'll remember that next week. I said, you're going to need to remember that next week. Why? Because there's probably going to be some grumpiness. Oh Yeah. You think, especially driving, is that where it's going to be? No, not so much driving because you're going to have you're going to have to be the marshal of the vehicle, right? And you know, the other thing was like planning six hours, like packing and planning for that, thinking about thinking ahead on what are ways we can skirt off because we are just convenience people. You leave it up to us, then we're stopping at a gas station and spending fifty bucks on snacks, and that's every day. <laughs> And calling it a day. So trying to be those more organized prepper peeps um, with a little guy. Yeah, instead of stopping twice and spending 50 bucks at the gas station, we're going to spend $120 at Costco. (laughs) That should last all week. Stop. That $50 was like a one time. Like, you know that we could go in there and the four of us could spend. Yeah. Drop some serious cash. Harlan alone can drop some serious money at a gas station by himself. I've seen him do $9 worth of damage almost. Yeah. Um. So I've got him a little. So when I drove him to Memphis, which was also a tough trip to, to plan for, but we were, I knew we were staying at somebody's house. The food was going to be there. You know, I packed um, a little dollar store, goodie bag and every hour i would pull something out and be like (laughs) ta-da he would keep his attention for five minutes (laughs) yeah and you broke that six hour drive up you spent the night like you drove three hours and spent the night somewhere yeah we're driving six hours we're driving halfway right but that was just me he was younger yeah we are going to try to do this sans dvd player anything um we don't know I don't know. What, I don't know how he's going to be. This may be a nightmare. <laughs> it may we work. sure to tell you guys. Yeah, taking a young. Um, now, some people do the like extremely sensory seeking fella. Yeah, he, he's great in a car though. He's a good car rider and stuff. Uh, some people do the thing where if they have super young kids, and we've done this once with Charlie, they leave at like two in the morning and try to drive as far as they can through the night while the little one's sleeping. But I think with Harlan, that would bite us in the ass. I think he would either wake up. Or we would be tired when we got there, and then he yes, would be waking up. Right, and and you have to be, there's no napping. So you have to be all systems go for him, and that just wasn't wasn't the best option for us, I don't think, with him. But I look forward to it. I think we can, it'd be nice. Charlie just said, I don't know, I guess I must be like antsy and stressed today because... She even said, "Like, just think, Mom, you're gonna aren't you gonna be relaxed in a few more days or in a week? This time next week, when you're on the beach, getting a tan and relaxing." And she, uh, so I guess my anxiety must be protruding from me pretty heavy today. Today, well, yeah. Yesterday, like we got started, we kind of we booked our hotel. Yeah, we did all that and. Abby's a little uptight this morning. I got a lot going on mentally. Yeah. I got a lot of things I'm thinking about and balancing, and it's July, and that's hard, and I've got some things I have to do. So you're, what you're saying is you're going through an existential crisis? No, I, I'm – that's that's another that, component that, of it. Is that, that's, is that coupled with Coupled with vacation my – so there's like normal anxiety. There's let's get ready to do a family vacation. Not anxiety, but just like – that's a little extra stress notch. And then, oh, hey, why don't you also have an existential crisis on top of 
all of this. Now let's let's dig into that because <laughs> it's it's a professional crisis, right? Uh, not necessarily. I don't know. But, that's a that's that is one factor into it of the bigger things that I'm like questioning and exploring and talking about in my therapy and discussing. But yeah. I noticed that a piece of what I was thinking about today also ties back to some of the things that I'm doing and talking like, about. Like why do you do? Session. Why are you the way you are? <laughs> Let's start with that. I don't know. Um. So. Yeah, I don't want to get. I don't want to dig into that. <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> but the the reality of culture today, like where we're sitting at in twenty twenty two, is people are leaving their jobs by droves, not to get other jobs, just to be happier. Right. Um, the Great Resignation is what it's yes. called. So we know that. I I mean I distinctly remember sitting in a classroom with students. It's shit like. 10 years ago, we were saying, like, this generation of kids, that particular generation, would have up to, like, seven, eight careers before, you know, anywhere up to, like, 11 or 12 careers in their lifetime. So that was normal, whereas our generation, it was like you go in and do Find a good job. Find a good job. Stay there forever. Work get your, the, get work the your way up. Yeah. Start in at the bottom level. Work your way up. That's good. So we are of that generation that's still very much... What are you going to be when you grow up? And, and I'm like, I'm a perfect example. I'm 22 years in. Like, I can't, I couldn't leave right now if I wanted to because I have, you know, I'm, I can get a pension. Now I could leave mm-hmm. and take a reduced pension and go find something else. But like, I feel like it's irresponsible of me to not maximize what I've got while I'm there and then go, you know, it's just a couple more years mm-hmm. and then go do what I want to do. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think I have always, you know, in my profession that I I chose and as cheesy and cliche that it is as a teacher, like, I want to do this. I feel called to do this. I feel like there is a higher reason, a bigger picture reason for me to be a part of it. So it's not just a job, but at the same time. It's a lifestyle. It's. It's getting harder, and it's always been hard for me. Teaching has never been easy at all. I think just because of the way I do it. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of uh, all or nothing type. Yeah, and that so it's never been like fun and easy. So now, now we had like the whole. I found my post from like uh, going into the twenty 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 one school year. The post that I made just like when everybody was just being assholes to each other that summer about like waiting on schools to reveal their back to school plan and tensions were so high and people were just so angry about how school was going to happen. Um, that, you know, guilt and shame and anxiety have always been a component to what I do. But in the past few I just kind of went over with Gary, like, so I ran into somebody today and she is leaving the classroom and she's a teacher that I admire and respect and think she's wonderful. But it was just like, she said, I'm done. I'm done. I'm never going to go back to it again. And she is just going to go travel. She got her a a RV type thing and she's going to travel. And I'm like, that's, I I told her, I was like, can I hug you right now? That's awesome. Like, I'm so proud of you. It's like, I imagine when you're in prison, like, and your friend gets out, like, you don't really want them to leave, but yeah. you're like, man, yeah. you're going and, to freedom, And I'll baby. be clear, like, she doesn't teach in this county, She, but we've taught together before. Yeah. Um, and so I have other friends that have left very recently that it, you know, for me, I'm like, oh, damn, very selfishly, very selfishly, like, that stings, but so happy for them because of the excitement and opportunity they're going to get. But it's been happening a little, like, when I go back through like just even the past few years, several people have just been like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm out. I can't do it anymore. So as stressed as I get about my job, like, am I doing like this whole like staying thing is, it makes you think I yeah. can't deny that. Like, am I, what am I missing? Like, am I ignoring some big, like, I don't know, need within myself to be like, hey, you don't have to be 
sad or miserable or guilty yeah. or shame. You don't have to be anxious all the time. Right. Or have this like, I would imagine for somebody that like yourself, any good teacher, right? Because they take that shit super serious. Mm-hmm. And we all know there's shitty teachers out there, but they're shitty every professions, you know? Mm-hmm. But like there has to be this magical burden lifted off your chest. Like, oh. yeah. Like I've talked to like people in my profession, when they retire, not so much quit, <laughs> like, yes. but when they retire, they're like, whoa, I just like that next day, I was like, wow, I feel I mean, different. I know people that have like, teachers notoriously secretly on the on the low, low, people in education in general will talk about their anxiety medications that they're on. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you can sit down at lunch and have a conversation. I heard somebody, she was telling me this the other day. They just all sat around, went, down, went around the table, and were like, so what do you want? <laughs> and it's going to share their meds. And people have shared with me once they get out. They're like, I'm, I'm off. I'm off all yeah. medication. I'm like, shit. you got to reconcile, like, your motive. Like, I think for you, observing for the last 20 years, like, you care about the kids mm-hmm. more than you care about the establishment. Mm-hmm. Like, you've had good leaders and bad leaders. Yeah. Even the good leaders, you're... You never <laughs> like. There's always a challenge to authority. Then that's not even in your job. That I feel like that's in your life in general. Like, who are you to tell me what to do? Yeah, I don't. I struggle. But then you comply anyway. Yep. <laughs> I'm. A, I'm a bitch about it. Big. But I'm gonna do what you need me to do. Um, so. I don't know it. But right now, with education being what it is, I'm frustrated with certain parts of it. Very frustrated. Am I being disloyal, like, to myself and to my own needs or what, you know, or am I doing this just to validate because I don't know how to say no to something, but I still found value in what I do, you know? Yeah. But I could, and like I told you, my heart would break either way. Yeah. No matter what. Do you got that first private industry paycheck? (laughs) Then there's that. (laughs) Then there's that. That's, I I realized (sighs) that very recently. Like being in a, a group of professionals that do what I do, that look to me for answers and, and things of that nature that make quadruple what I make. It's crazy. And I'm like, like I was joking about my per diem. Yeah. Like my travel money. So I was like, I'm, you know, what's your per diem? You know, and I was like, that's 120 bucks. Like a day? I was like, no, that's for my whole trip. Like, yeah, oh we talked God. about this last time. I'm like, I don't even know what a per diem Yeah. I, like, uh, I've been on multiple trips and not received one. <laughs> so, and now, last year I decided that I, I was going to, for reasons different than yours, like I really want to go through that path with Harlan, uh-huh. understand what he's going through, and I think he's making leaps and bounds and where he's at, So it like, but it's all going to look different. When we get him in public education. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all going to look different. Mm-hmm. But then I, like, I get these little chirps, these little, like, hey, you should come work here. You should do that. And I'm like, fuck, do I really want to do this? Right. The only thing I can think of that keeps you and everybody else in it is a schedule. Shut the hell up. That is not what keeps me in it at all. You know, let me get that 200 day year contract. And then... Well, I was talking to somebody who's going to enter into like the, the normal, yeah. <laughs> the regular workforce. And she's like, you know, obviously I don't get my summers off, but I said, uh, uh, but she's going to get paid year round. You know, I don't get paid year round. I get anyway. Um, I mean, you do kind of, but right. But then to work in a career that you don't really like, there's been people that I've this summer that like, you'd go home and you don't have to take anything like at four yeah, o'clock or five o'clock. Go watch a movie. It's on your don't time. Hang out. Yeah. yeah, that you don't have that stressor of that Sunday night. People talk about those Sunday night scaries and stuff. And I know other careers have them, not just. Um, not just teaching. I'm sure, you know, even anybody that has like a routine where everything kick kick starts on a Monday morning, that Sunday yeah. kind of brings a different Like I was talking to, to David McKinney today. Uh-huh. He's working. I'm like, why are you working on a Sunday? Or And I talked to Jason Ellis yesterday. Yeah. He was working. Yeah. You know, yeah. two very different industries. Yep. But both preparing for something. Like David was getting ready for Amazon Prime Day yeah. in his job. Jason was getting ready for a trial. You know, and that's that's on their own time, and that, I'm sure when they go home, like they can't, 
they don't turn it off. Right. I know David doesn't because he works at home. So yeah. like it's not. Do they get? Com- I wonder if they get compensated for that, or if it's just like in teaching where you have to prepare. Well, to- I, know, I know Jason doesn't. Yeah. Like that. It like that trials. That's the, the, like yeah. yeah. That so you know I mean you can sit and it's just weird right now because education itself is seeing such a frustrating it's under attack anyway and to see so many people running away from it not running away from it but saying like reluctantly reluctantly saying i just can't do it anymore yeah it's not what i want anymore my mental health is not worth it and i applaud the people who are like standing up for themselves in but that way that's where but i have like some survivor's guilt or something I don't like know somebody at, somebody in the upper echelon he's like hold up something ain't right here they should. You know, like they should. There, there, there's, there's an accountability to that. Like, you know, but it's the not fire happening. alarm like, has to be going off somewhere. Amen. Amen. But it's not because the way that the, <laughs> the public education system operates, those people aren't Like if you left today, they're not shutting school down. They're not. Somebody will be in your classroom Absolutely. start school. It'll be like, damn, that sucks. Same for me. I mean. There'll be, somebody will be doing my, like I could die today. Mm-hmm. And somebody will be taking over my responsibilities before they put me in the ground. Absolutely. 100%. So. It, and I get that, but it, it's so disappointing that, you know, people aren't seeing it and saying. Phew. So I was listening to Gary Vaynerchuk today. But it, I want to say your piece and I want to talk about him. He came up for me the other day. So he was talking about like the great resignation and things like that and how. These platforms, TikTok, Facebook, like people are making money on it. And he's uh-huh. like. Making money on the great resignation? Yeah. yeah he, absolutely. He was talking about people leaving to go do stuff like that. He says, what's going to, he says, what's really going to fuck people up is not people leaving. It's the lack of people that are going to be applying mm-hmm. because they can go. It's happening. Find now. their niche and, and make 60 to a hundred thousand dollars doing content, create whatever, playing video games, mm-hmm. whatever, selling stuff on Etsy, flipping garage sales. They don't need the like the the cookie cutter Stable, career anymore. Yep, yeah, like yep. it's all going to be about what they want to do, and so these big companies going to have to adjust. Yeah, education's one of them. And he's a lot like the Simpsons. Like he predicts stuff way. Like he's got a crazy insight to how the world shifts. So let me ask you something with him. I was talking to a friend, and she was Gary V back in the day when he's you know hard ass get your shit together kind of bro guy. Yeah. But she's not really that way anymore. He's not. He's very much love, gratitude, empathy. Yeah. Big time. So what do you think is, where's that shift? Is that? He made a billion dollars. Okay. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) You can, you can be loving when you're fucking rich. Amen. I wonder like, or is it like he's getting ahead on this whole, like, Everybody's done. Very, very, very well could be that because, like I said, he's always on top of the trends. But is it like everybody's he, done he also this, said but this? Let me also be Brene Brown too. He said he was at giving a um, keynote speech. He said, "Listen, not everybody wants to make a million dollars a year." He's like, "That's the upper one percent that make you know a million dollars a year." He's like, "If and he uses teacher." He said, "If you're a teacher in here making thirty seven thousand dollars a year and you go home happy and fulfilled, you win. You've already won." Fuck all this other noise. Sure. You've won. You don't need to be here. You can leave. You know, it's the... I, and it, I'm what, not what looking... inspires me about him is like he's he says, like he was. He said I, he was on a call with a guy who was 65 years old who was building out this project that was going to take 20 years. And he's like, in 20 years, I'm going to be 65. Will I still be mm. like... He's like, it's never too late to start. You're all... You're like, there's always time. Right. And, and I'm I'm having that thing like I'm 41 years old, I'm I'm not halfway done, you know, like I barely I'm barely halfway done with this teaching career. Yeah, is this a midlife existential crisis? I don't know. I don't know. Trying to get your nose pierced again. <laughs> That's it. That's going to solve it. Damn it! Why do I spend money on therapy? I just need to get my nose pierced. Just rebel. That's not it. Face tattoos. Yeah, I'm getting a face tattoo. Watch me. Um, <laughs> just a, I don't know. Never mind. Just a big tribal something on my eyelids. Um, that like thirty, and it's never been about money for me. Granted, I would obviously we're both public servants. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, I just wish it's that whole feeling of like, does it even freaking matter? Like the is is educate like I keep hinging on this thing that like at some point the shit we gotta burn it all down and fix it. Is that gonna happen? Am I am I going to see that? Or am I just spinning wheels here clocking? Personally clocking out? or like as a culture? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> same. Rome probably thought yes. about this same shit right before <laughs> it went bad. Yep. It doesn't help when like every every TikTok tells you that the world is uh, coming to an end. I think we we just started. I think we're on a different timeline now. Maybe oh, this little things just bit me. <laughs> That's why I'm watching the spikes. Um, uh, so yeah, I hope you get through it. I hope we can find some answers. I don't know. They will reveal themselves. I, I think it is. But a, a I've custom. always said like Abby's had a ton of opportunities in her life. She's like, what should I do? I was like, I, I don't know. You need a sign. And then she'll get a sign and be like, well, that really wasn't the one. <laughs> that wasn't what true. I needed. That's so true. I just don't know that I'm. I don't know. Shout out. I don't know. To our executive producer, Philip Smith. Legacy, Legacy Sugar Daddy. I saw him today. Always got to give him love every episode. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to set him up to come in and, and do the podcast. He's He doesn't know this. Nope. <laughs> But after we get back from vacation, because he asked me if we ever, like, if we needed a guest. Absolutely. And I thought, shit, yeah. Yeah, we do. I want to hear about the good old days of young Abby teaching. Uh, no. It mm-hmm. was the worst year of my life. I was horrible. I don't want to talk about it. Um, Anxiety. And if you want to be a sugar daddy like Philip, you can uh, click the link and go to ACAST Plus and subscribe. And you, you too can. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Like, I have this idea of, like, pushing out a ton of content when we get back from vacation and just, like, really putting effort. <laughs> because, and I told, I told, not just us, I told David this today, too. Like, is our power, like, we are known, but we're not, like, super successful. Like, people know, who, like, people know who we are. We go places, we get messages all the time. Yep. Like, I see 47 states a week tune in. Who's not tun- tuning in on I the think states? fucking North Dakota's got some <laughs> shit going on. I don't know. But, and then other countries, and like, so, and and I've always said that's strange to me that people can, there's nothing on your neck. <laughs> Get the heebie-jeebies over here. I do. But like, people listen that don't know us, like, maybe to normalize their reality, because like, we're not giving you the shiny, perfect and listen, we're this going is, to the Hamptons. This is shy. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I mean, this is even a little shiny because we don't even give all the... Yeah. Abby won't talk about sex or nothing on this podcast. <laughs> what is that? Where your mind went straight to that? My mind's always there. Okay. That's too... <laughs> that is a true fact. Oh. Oh, bless your heart. So we've been keeping some podcast ideas and I'm going through these. So we've, we've talked about the existential crisis. Meat factory fires conspiracy. So Abby was getting, uh, she gave me the sign earlier. I was look, I was reading about this, so I'd have something to talk about when we got to this. But our, <clears throat> so, background. Go to Kroger. Go to Walmart, go Publix, wherever you shop. The price of everything is jacked sky high. Yeah. I found this, started out as a theme park channel, 
right? This guy from uh-huh. Cincinnati, he lives right, like he was going to Kings Island, he was going to Universal and Disney and all this stuff. And then he caught fire with view, view wise, like going to Kroger and be like, can you believe these prices? Like fear mongering, basically. What? And like, yeah. That's how he got like viral. That's like, like that's where the traction of his channel comes. He's like, look at look at these high prices at Costco, or you know, or his thumbnail will be like a bare shelf. <sighs> so uh, you, you go back to like July two years ago. There was a fire at a Tyson's food plant that started in the boiler room. Mechanical failure. There's a meat factory in Norwood, Massachusetts, uh, set ablaze. It was a grease fire, um, and so. It just kept coming up. Are there new fires at food processing plants? An abnormal number of fires have occurred at food processing plants. And this, I feel like we just talked about processed food. And this is an attack yes. on maybe this ham and cheese loaf, which I bought some this week. And bologna. So. God. <clears throat> I did not put away any ham and cheese loaf in that fridge. It's in there somewhere. Well, the hell it is. The claim of a new trend of fires at food car. processing facilities does not hold up under scrutiny. Yes, so I did some digging into this, and by digging, I clicked like two links. Let's be honest. Um, the hard hitting, vetted, real news here that it's not, but it pisses me off because people are posting that and causing that fear mongering. But when you look at like how many fires there are, accidents or whatever, and one of those fires was like at an empty, not even in use place, but it was still technically a meat processing place. Probably Illuminati. It, definitely. But probably it's in processed meat barons. <laughs> Antifa, QAnon. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, side note. Uh, it's, uh, that po- uh, like a QAnon, like a, apparently whoever the Q guy is, like the prophet or whatever, went dead silent for a long time and then finally started saying shit. I'm like, listen, why can't I do that? What? Why can't I grab the, and it doesn't have to be political. I need to grab the attention of people. Like, What a, is that need of yours to lead listen, masses of people? A, like, how, why that? I'm a born leader, okay? Why do you think you're so important? I, I don't. I think <laughs> it's the financial opportunity that I see in all this. Do something, like, get your energy elsewhere, because this is just weird. Fine. I'll just keep this podcast going. There you go. There you go. Rage Against the Machine, speaking of speaking out, finally played a show. Yeah. So they were in Cleveland, I want to say last year or something. Uh-huh. And I have a, a podcast playlist through Beards and Beards. Like we pick a song every week. I was like, David, they're going to be in Cleveland. Let's go to the show. He's like, I don't I'm not really a huge fan. I was like, all right, let me look into it. Rage Against the Machine, anti-corporation capitalism, Motherfucking $350 a ticket. I was like, they can suck it. <laughs> Same thing with Slipknot. Slipknot was going to be in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Super pumped. Love yep. me some Slipknot. Yep. They were going to be with Cypress Hill. Best of both worlds. I'm like, oh, shit. This is 1999. Let's go. You're getting excited. <clears throat> it was like $200 a ticket. I was like, oh, what the yeah. fuck? No, we're, we're, like, can we bring back 40 to $50 concert tickets? That's never happening ever again, ever again. We'll do a concert in October. We'll we'll discuss that later. Yeah, that was that too was so. I don't know. It's a, who's to say why? But it, that was just I was. I saw Everything somebody post in twenty twenty two is a conspiracy. Gas prices high, conspiracy. Not having enough babies, conspiracy. It's so wild. I'm just so tired. It's exhausting is what it is. Like, so do you just like, do you just step away and not read anything and be completely as ignorant? I am ignorance bliss. 1000%. (laughs) Let me tell you, I haven't watched living with ignorance is not. I haven't watched the news. I haven't like if it, I get all my news and current events from memes. And that's a thousand percent true. And if you are in my text group, you'll see I'm good for two or three days. This is true. Um, I felt, I think 
I can always trace a lot back to 9-11 for me. When that shit went down, I was like, how the hell did you not know anything about this? Where have you been to myself and thought, you better watch the news and kind of started to pay attention or at least read like you don't read enough like i gave myself this like admonishment for not paying attention like oh to yourself i was like you told me yeah i'm no shit i don't read enough no um (laughs) i read plenty (laughs) the hell and so and so i gave myself that admonishment and so since then i do think it is like a knee-jerk reaction for me in the midst of like something big happens i will read everything there's about it the problem is we have been like in some sort of fucking crisis mode. Our uh, whole adult life. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I can't, there is no more room to consume anything else. We had bird flu. We had the the great collapse of 2008. We've had COVID. We've had yeah. wars. We've and had. And for some reason, like why do I don't. Zika even, virus. I, I have some odd thought um, that's. It's not true. Like, if I can know enough about it, that's going to make a difference. The f- doesn't. I feel that way out. about movies. <laughs> if I know yeah. enough about it, I can enjoy it. Like, somehow my my lack of knowledge has caused us to get here. So, if I just learn more. Like, which is for so- me, and I've talked about this, I have, like, some kind of weird anxiety in serious situations. Especially, like, watching movies or TV shows or... Things That's like why that. I want you to go live at therapy because I can't wait to see that shit show. <clears throat> anyway, it is not look at. But me. if I know what's going to happen, I just I you're can fine. Be, yeah, I like people are like oh, I don't want to spoil it for you. I was like, oh, you don't understand. Spoil it. <laughs> yeah. Spill it. Yeah. Which I don't even want to watch Stranger Things with you anymore because I'm pretty sure you've read everything and it's zero percent fun with you and you now. What do you mean? I think. You have already watched. You have. You literally have watched it. You I are. told you that, but we both know I have the shittiest memory on the face of the earth. Like, you literally asked me if somebody dies. I was like, you know what? I'm not 100% sure. And that was true. But you can remember things, but you also look everything up. I have no desire to look up entertainment stuff. So, none. I can't even tell you the actors' names. None of them, except Millie Bobby Brown. Because that's just alliterative. That's that is, and that's it. That'll be a great '80s name because it could be a a play on Millie Vanilli and Bobby Brown. Like, what if they blame it on the rain prerogative? (laughs) So, I have a sneaky suspicion that you have already read all of the spoilers on that you're looking at me and i know those eyes those eyes tell me that i am what's correct. it matter we sit there to so just admit it just admit it stop no. oh, hold on i want to rewind to about 18 hours ago we're laying in bed this has been our nightly thing we're laying in bed i'm sitting up to watch stranger things which is weird to me I, well, first of bed. all i'm fat and like i'm just <laughs> <laughs> feel like a <laughs> Like somebody flipped a turtle on its back. <laughs> like, shit, I can't see. <laughs> so uh, I look over. Abby is rolled over. And it's not like the credits. It's like halfway through the episode. Not watching, not paying any bit of attention. I was too. You might have been listening. but I you knew everything watching. that happened. I've Jeez. already seen that episode. <laughs> I've seen this season. Now, we're getting ready to get to where I think I'm a little fuzzy. Yeah. Because I can't, there's some things that are going to happen, and I was trying to in my head remember how we got there, and I could not remember. You have to remember. So, we turned off Stranger Things, so Abby go to sleep, and I said, hey, if I turned on Trailer Park Boys, would that put you to sleep? She's like, 100%. Did it? Yeah. But know this about me, fellow Americans and those (laughs) abroad. I have watched every episode of the Trailer Park Boys at least three times. Oh, my. Some episodes, as many as 10 times. He's a scholar, honestly. So reading about Stranger Things or whatever we may be watching but does not inhibit me from enjoying what I'm seeing. The rhythm and plot line of Trailer Park Boys permits one to watch it multiple times. There is no riveting unfolding of events. In tra- it is the same story every single episode. Just like the same reason we can watch The Office a million zillion times. Stranger Things. I can watch The Departed eight times in a row. 
that's different because it's a movie. We're talking about like a series. I'm just telling you, you it's different. You're just making up the rules here. <clears throat> and they are correct. Okay. But, so just look me in the eyes. Real yes. Quick, just to yes, I have read. Okay, ahead. that's all I need to know. <laughs> they just get a little extra squinty. <laughs> because I'm bombarded with the new tra- the new Stranger Things stuff. Because it the it just came out. Season four, like we're talking in the last two weeks, the final two episodes. So there's all these memes and stuff that I don't understand. And I do not like not understanding shit. Okay, I think you lead therapy with this. This is where you start. Sir, I cannot sit down and watch something and let it unfold naturally in front of me. Sir or ma'am, I don't know if you have a... <laughs> of all okay. the shit wrong Hang with on. me, Hang that's on. where I want to go Oh, I think there's something for. here. And there, that's like just, we're going to go iceberg, okay? Because we're not going to get... You don't want to go too deep. For you got to get that iceberg tip. So these are the behaviors we are seeing on the top. And what they're going to do... According to Beyond Behaviors, the book I just finished, they will dig into the underneath part. So there's something about you cannot just sit and allow something in front of you to happen. If it's a little bit uncomfortable or weird, Stranger Things, dramatic, Charlie's the same damn way. And you also are very awkward at serious moments. I think you should throw that out there. I've said in addition this, uh, to when everything. I feel awkward, my natural reaction make everybody feel awkward that way we're all in it together it's just a little just, just it's bonding really it's net it's it's you're basically you're such a uniter and a giver like that's what you are it's just kindness seeping from you oh uh, because we're so kind at close enough podcast we want to offer you one month free of amazon music go to get amazon music.com slash close enough for one month of amazon music premium and you can say, hey, Alexa, sing happy birthday <laughs> like our son does 19 times a day. We also listen to Baby Einstein has an entire collection of all of their musical instrumental mm-hmm. things. And we listen to those. And his little autistic brain can also remember, like he hears the music, he can say the words that he remembers hearing while watching that video on YouTube. So a certain sound and all of a sudden he's going through all the planets of the universe. It's wild. What else is wild? A two year old in Kentucky just became Mensa's youngest member. (laughs) Why? 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 How does that happen? I don't feel so. The oldest current uh, Mensa member is 106, which is crazy. Maybe they've got the secret to eternal life. Who's to say? I had a professor who was in Mensa. Keep going. But the age of the youngest member might impress you. Two-year-old Isla McNabb of Crestwood, Kentucky, recently received her membership in the Organization of the World's Most Intelligent People. (sighs) She's only been on this. Is she? Two years and 11 months. Our kid can't even wipe his own ass. Her parents noticed her unique ability early on. She just had an affinity for the alphabet. She really loved the alphabet. Bitch, I love the alphabet, too. Harlan knows the alphabet. Yeah. He loves letters. Then we started out with some simple words, and she sounded them out. And now, by the time she reached age two, she was reading at a kindergarten level. Okay, Guess what, lady? still working on potty training. I, That's good. That's good. I, too, read at a kindergarten level. So, where do I take the test? How is she in Mensa, then? <clears throat> what is Mensa? Uh, like, how does that qualify her? I'm looking for that answer, and I can't seem to find it. Okay. Uh, not only can she read, but write, count forward and backward, and do simple math. And I I do this. She likes to watch shows too. like Bluey and Blippy. <laughs> she also has fun at with her preschool and her cat named Call Booger. them. We're getting Harlan signed up. Call them now. He can do this. He can do this. I don't see anything there that qualifies her for Mensa. Does she, can she add, subtract? I, I don't know. I don't know. Stupid. It is stupid. I mean, why do that? Why? What is, what are you trying to achieve? What's your ultimate goal with that? Because once you're in men's set too, you got to keep going, sister. What was the story? I think it was an outliers where they 
they took the kids with the high IQs and then followed them out through life. And like most of them didn't do shit. Uh, that, was, that was outliers. No. Yeah. No. They just revealed. So outliers purpose was to take components of success and prove that it, there was some, there was some, yes. So when they t- looked at first all kids on a hockey team, I know the, the best, story. I'm they, still, I don't think they did. I don't, whatever you're saying, that's not true. I don't think that's a part of it. But as I know that they found that those kids that were in gifted classes normally were older for their age. Therefore, they've had more exposure to something than kids who are not like the way your birthday falls and stuff. In chapter three and four of Outliers, it's called The Trouble with Geniuses. Gladwell indicated that IQ is important only up to a threshold. He cites studies done by Arthur Jensen that indicates IQ level needed to successfully attend and graduate from undergraduate college is 115. So, yeah, he follows these geniuses out, and most of them didn't do shit Mm. because they didn't put in any work. They were just naturally gifted at being smart, so they took, like, it's almost like taking it for granted. Sure. So don't Okay, maybe you're a genius. Say it right. I want to hear it. Adam, clip this. I said it. It's just. Say. say, You you have accurately depicted that chapter in this one particular instance (laughs) correctly, sir. Our boy, my cousin Adam, clipped a section of the podcast of Abby saying, you're right to me. And um, let's just say. It gets played every now and then. Yeah. And we're going to go see Adam and Giselle. Yeah. Pumped about that. We're, I feel like we're coming in like Cousin Eddie. Here we come. After a week at the beach, everybody tired and shit. Like, hey, what's up? Here's Harlan. He's a mess. We're going to head out, so. <laughs> I think he'll have fun. I think I think it's going to be good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to manifest. It's the beach. He has talked about the beach for the last three months. It's true. The thing that's going to suck is if it, like, hurricane storms. comes and it storms every day. Well, we're I, on the Gulf side, so I think hurricanes come in from the other side. They make them up to, I don't know, who's to say? Wouldn't hurt my feelings, none. <sighs> I like a good storm. It's relaxing. No. Do you know what's going to cost you extra if I can't go lay on that beach all day long? <laughs> You'll have to take me to the movies. You'll have to take me shopping. You we have to we went to the movies this week. We did. We took Harlan to see. first movie. And Minions is, if you got littles, go take them. It's short. It was short, yeah. It's shortish. And it's funny. Yes, it's hilarious. And Harlan was entertained. He did so damn good. Um, I wasn't worried about it. The only thing I was worried about was him talking during it, which he did. But it's so loud, like you couldn't. Doesn't bother me. Zero percent bothers me if he talks during it. Um, Charlie would throw fits because she wanted to go out and play all the games and stuff. I had, oh, yeah. Like, I think her first little tail busting happened after a moving outing, movie outing. And she threw down, we like threw down and she like refused to get in her car seat. It was bad Um, (laughs) because like we had to leave. It was one of those free movies they do and it was just, it obviously has like traumatized me. The whole going to the movies thing though, you remember during COVID that like I remember our theater was doing like curbside service. Who the fuck was we don't want to pay for it when we're going to see a movie. Why do you think we're going to come buy that shit? What were they paying for? The concessions. Oh. Like you, you go get whatever. I'm I, sorry. I will pay for movie theater popcorn any time of the day. So our, we went because they weren't showing new movies. They weren't making new movies. They weren't showing new movies. Yeah. Me, and, me and Charlie went and saw uh, the first Harry Potter in theater, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I didn't see another movie until I took Charlie to see Spider-Man. That's that's always been your all's thing is going to the movies for sure. I like um, the big movies. I like you know. Yeah. Still haven't seen Top Gun. Everybody says it's the best. Maverick. It's Top Gun Maverick. Yes. Mm. Careless. Zero percent interested. I don't even vaguely know that I've seen. I'm sure I've seen it. I, I've seen Top Gun. I've seen Top Gun. Couldn't it, tell you anything it about it. It wasn't like. It doesn't hold it's, up. I'm pretty in my sure, mind. I'm pretty sure without even remembering, I could probably give you the plot of it and tell you, like, there's a love interest. He's going to have to overcome some internal conflict. 
there's fight the Russians. Sure. I don't know. Don't even yeah. know. Don't is that it? Yeah. I don't couldn't tell you. That's Rocky, Top Gun, <laughs> Red Heat, like every movie Stranger in the eighties. Um Yeah, anything in the eighties. No. So I'm not I was not super interested. I know a lot of people that went to see that got excited. Hey. We were also young when it came out. Now you're the top gun come out. Now. Here's one for you. Tom Cruise, 80s. 1986. Yeah. I've been kindergarten. Are you going to say cocktails? Cocktail. That was a good cocktail. one. I loved cocktail. <clears throat> Did it make you want to flip bottles and do the flare thing? I was going to be a bartender. <laughs> on the, on an island somewhere? Just bartender anywhere. It was definitely on my What do you have? <laughs> what, do you, what brings you in today? What brings you in today? <laughs> definitely enjoyed that. Two ducks walk into a bar. And I'm probably forgetting like some, don't come at me. I know there's probably some scandalous scene in there, but my little tiny brain from back then does not remember it. Just it, there's something uh, in the Mandela effect that erases your brain so that when you become a parent and you want to share these little lovely nostalgic movies with your kids. Yeah, we we were eight when Cocktail came <laughs> Listen, I probably I was already like knee deep into Nightmare on Elm Street by then. <laughs> it was a talented funny. New York City bartender takes a job at a bar in Jamaica and falls in love. Oh my gosh! Five point nine out of ten. Five point nine. It was a it was a good film. Oh, probably why I know it because it was probably a shitty movie and it came on for free when like HBO was free. <laughs> That's how I remember. Here's it. a list of Tom Cruise from that time period. See, Days of Thunder. Vaguely remember that. Right. I, vaguely, I just remember all the merch that came with it, like out there in the. The one that I remember, the color of money. Nope, where got plays, nothing. Where he plays pool with Paul Newman. Got nothing. Pretty good. Risky business. That was like the one that set him up, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. the sliding Iconic. through with the yeah. yeah. Uh, born on the Fourth of July. Got nothing. All the right moves. I don't know what that is. Uh, what was the one? Not officer and a gentleman. Damn it! Were you, Jack Nicholson? Look at his little genius brain working right now, guys. It's few good men. That was a good movie. That's a good movie. Yes, mm-hmm. I do remember that one. I, I remember, want the I, truth. You can't handle the I truth. I remember where I was sitting when I watched that. And you know, back then, like. I can remember watching the MTV Movie Awards. Yeah, those are good. When like only five or six good movies came out during the summer, you know, when like there's a hundred movies coming out. And you knew the movies, <laughs> whereas now. And they weren't remakes or, right, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. They probably were remakes. We just didn't know. I, I don't know that our kids know what remake, like things are remakes and they don't know it. Yeah. That's all relative. I was listening to a Universal Studios podcast. Oh, really? I know. Shocking. So shocking. But they were talking about Robert Zemeckis, who's the director of... <laughs> You're going to give me more info. Back to the Future. Oh, okay. And he said, as long it. as some member of his family is alive, they will never remake it. Really? Mm-hmm. Good. I liked it. Also, they filmed Back to the Future 2 and 3 at the same time, and then... Because I don't know if you remember this. If you watch Back to the Future Part 2, at the end of it, it's like, stay tuned for the final chapter. And it's like a scene from Back to the Future 3. Yes. So. That was a big deal. It came out one year later. Yeah, that was huge. I do remember that. Yep. I saw one of those at the drive-in. Back to the Future 3, not their best work, but wasn't horrible. They went mm-hmm. they went to like the Wild West or whatever. Yeah, before Will Smith did. McFly, Wild Wild West. <laughs> Horrible movie. Don't recall it. I don't know that I've seen it, to be honest. I don't think I have. I've seen, like, the music video for it, I think, maybe. Perhaps. Yeah, that's when, like, you had the Men in Black dance, and then you had the, like... Wait, there's a Men in Black dance? Yeah. Can you do it for me? I don't remember. I remember the video for the Men in Black. I don't remember the dance. Comes the Men in Black. <laughs> wow. Galaxy. How cute is it in Stranger Things when they're all dressed up like Ghostbusters? And nobody else is dressed up. Oh, I haven't seen the new Ghostbusters. I have not either. That's been out for a while, right? Unpopular opinion. I didn't mind the one with the girls. I liked it. It was fine. It was yeah, funny. Most of the 
We also had like a daughter of age that like dressed up as dressed up, yeah. loved it. She it was all in. It was good. Yeah. Like that may be other than Thor, Chris Hemsworth best movie. Yeah. <laughs> he was good in that. <laughs> Cuz he was like the ditzy blonde. There is a Thor out now mm-hmm. that people are going to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a big deal. I almost skipped out on watching Minions. You'll see Thor, but I, it'll be on. Like I just watched the new Doctor Strange. I thought you were watching Doctor Who. Yeah, it's like, uh, what is this again? Like, Doctor, shit, when did you get into this? I was like, uh, like, like into it. <laughs> then I kind of watched. I was like, oh, this is not what I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, but a lot of people are into Doctor Who. I don't even know what the shit that's about. It's British. I know that. I've got nothing on that one as well. I'm so bad. Like, I just. There's only so much room in this brain. That's true. But and and my brain is filled with the dumbest. Just all the useful knowledge. Like, I have a complete archive of The Simpsons seasons 1 through about 13. The Office, Trailer Park Boys. And that's, that's a few movies I know front and back. Did learn that your capacity for memory is probably solid. Mine is? Yeah. Why? In that Bayon Behaviors book, I sent you that information about like when you have like traumas and stuff, it shrinks. So it's provided you've had no childhood traumas. I don't think so. You probably have a good capacity for memory. I got an ass whooping a couple times, but I don't think that's hmm. comparative to be speaking. fair, it probably didn't hurt like I just let on. Because you're just so amazing. I'm tough. Tough and, God, what is it like to be you? Just. Listen, if I could bottle this shit up, I'd be a millionaire. Confidence. (laughs) Just. Arrogance. Arrogance, confidence. High regard for oneself. Hey, in the words of Cat Williams, you got to be your own star player. Yep. Good good for you all. Good good for for us. Good for you guys and your. Confidence and good for you for making it all the way to the end of this podcast. <laughs> Is it the end? It's the end. We've Do you hit. just decide when it's the end? Because you never consult me on this. I, I wait till the time marker hits and then I say this is the end. Oh, kind of wrap it up on nicely. So if you're commuting, you're sitting at home, whatever, give us a share, tell your friends about us, pray for us. <laughs> We're going on vacation. Uh, but you'll hear from us before vacation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So remember, you can sign up to ACAS Plus, become a subscriber, be one of our sugar daddies. That's pretty awesome. I got paid for that. Woohoo. It's better split than Twitch. I'll say that. I don't know what you're saying. Like what they take than what we get. I don't think you're supposed to talk about money. <laughs> it's $5. It was five. We got three thirty. So <laughs> pretty good Ooh. split. We got over fifty percent. You gonna buy me a polar pop? Might. Also, since we're talking about money, we're about to get our first paycheck from this, which seems weird. You buy me two polar pops, pack of Skittles. I'm just saying. Think about it. I don't want to spend it all in one place. <laughs> get hard on a surprise egg. <sighs> child we go into your week your night your day whatever knowing this that we love you yep you're awesome and we wouldn't i mean we would probably do this if nobody listened oh yeah we would i mean we do this anyway yep but this is like the only concerted time during the week like we un unabridged hour of us talking nobody's so, interrupting nobody's interrupting I hate to see what happens when we go upstairs, but it's part of the part of the process. And it's so at the time of this recording, it's six oh five p.m. Mm-hmm. In my brain, it's like noon. Really? Yeah. Like I, I've, I've been having a hard time with time. CERN. <laughs> like I've, I've been it. like Your timelines messed up. My yeah, my circadian rhythms messed yeah. up. My sleep patterns messed up. Mm-hmm. You're in the Matrix. No. So in Doctor Strange, your dreams are you in an alter, in the multiverse 
it's the real you somewhere else. Oh. So. I think I was angry at you last night in my dream, too. That's a shocker. That At least you didn't wake up mad at me. I just kind of wake up a little angsty. (laughs) I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. Maybe he's right. All right. All right. Until next week, have a fabulous time. Enjoy your summer days. I love you. I love you. Later, skaters. Bye. Thanks for listening to Close Enough. Leave us a like on our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at Close Enough Pod. Consider giving us a share and review on whatever platform you found us on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.